Time now for the quote of the week. For that, we're going to go to COP26 in Glasgow and Prince Charles' opening remarks, stating in quotes that, we have to put ourselves on what might be called a warlike footing. We need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector with trillions at its disposal. This is very much the same theme as the Great Reset's goal of reimagining capitalism or prime ministers reinventing capitalism. But it's important to go a little further and think about what he's actually saying, because it could be our future. We have to put ourselves on a military footing, a military style campaign. Well, I invite you to consider what that entails. It's top down centralized authority. The military is not a democracy. Foot soldiers, that's us, the public, don't get any say. It's not a democracy. As for accessing the private sector's trillions, well, that means more taxes, more levies. Now, you can decide whether you support that or not, but make no mistake, whether we're talking the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, Building Back Better, or Glasgow's military-style campaign, they're talking more government control, more restrictions, and higher levels of taxation. Time now for the Goofy Award. For COP26 in Glasgow, did you know the UK had the second largest number of delegates at 233? The US, well, 133. But what about Canada? Well, Canada's making the biggest carbon footprint with 277 delegates. We're number one. As Blacklock Reporters notes, the Canadian entourage includes the Prime Minister's own personal videographer, personal photographer, speechwriter, along with 17 members of his media team made up of press secretaries and communication directors. No, I thought you should know that because, hey, we're paying for it. Although Environment Canada won't tell us how much. But we do know, thanks to Blacklocks, that they were doing a lot of work in finding that the delegation, which was nearly half the size for the 2019 UN Climate Conference in Madrid, well, expenses for airfare, taxis, chauffeured cars, for at that time, 144, not 277, 144 Canadian delegates was $178,282. That was just some of the $683,278 in expenses. But that didn't include everything. And by the way, it didn't include the liquor bill. And as I said, that delegation was about half as large. But that was the conference at which then-environment minister, he's now resource minister, Jonathan Wilkinson called for deeper emission reductions in greenhouse gases. Of course, no sign that he sees the irony of creating the most emissions when they're in Glasgow, because they never do. I mean, it's amazing that people in government and climate activists don't seem to get the disconnect between calling for deeper emission reductions, especially on the part of us as individuals, while needlessly creating the largest carbon footprint of any country attending COP26. So here's a few questions. Do you actually think anyone in the government sat down and did a cost-benefit analysis for the number of people that Canadian taxpayers are paying for in Glasgow? Well, there's not a chance. Do you think anyone in government sat there and said, let's be concerned about our carbon footprint and asked, do you think we could be just as effective with, say, 233 people like the host country? Could we get along without the prime minister's personal photographer or speechwriter? I mean, obviously, no one's asking those questions. So I'll answer them. Yes, we could get along. Absolutely. Very few people there are actually doing something meaningful. 
Sorry, but I have to repeat, I find it amazing that no one in government or their climate activist friends can see the hypocrisy of telling the rest of us to cut down on travel, to live a less carbon intensive lifestyle while they do the opposite. I mean, come on, it's a climate schmooze fest that oozes elitism, along with the massive carbon emissions from something like 400 private jets. But you know what? I suspect that's because they live in an intellectual bubble where dissenting opinions are denigrated and dismissed. The lack of leadership, though, is breathtaking, while the virtue signaling and empty promises, well, they're overwhelming. That's all the time we have for the show. But I want to remind you, by the way, that this is the first weekend that you can get a hold of uh, our Outlook Conference tickets happening first week of February. And again, it's an online event, which is very convenient. People loved it last year. Really convenient. They can sit at home, as the old joke goes, in their underwear and watch, but then rewatch, too, which I think has some real value. And I look at the track record of the last, well, lots of years. I mean, our uh, small cap portfolio is, again, way up there. Uh, Some of the conservative stocks, way up there. Huge percentage gains. Uh, But we also, I mean, I'm still proud. We started, because I mentioned with Victor, we started off the conference with talking about the commodity bull market. Uh, Peter Grant has talked about, you got to get into uranium. Look how that's performed. So our goal is to get it right. And you know what? The record speaks for itself. So. I hope you go to mikesmoneytalks.ca, mikesmoneytalks.ca, and get your ticket for the online World Outlook Conference. Plus, I hope you also join me on uh, uh, Money Talks tweet, uh, Twitter, Money Talks Tweets, that is, and Michael Campbell's Money Talks on Facebook. That way I get to update you several times a day, I do it actually, about the latest. I give you stats, I give you some quotes, that kind of stuff. So you have the information so you can have uh, your own opinions. My goal is not to change them, but my goal is to let you see in, in case of economics and finance, some of the implications of some of the policies we have. So join me there. In the meantime, hey, I hope you have a wonderful week.